0: Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. No Bart, no Hahn today, but you get Amber Wilson and Braden Gall hanging out with you. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Braden Gall, that is G-A-double L at the end there, at Amber W Sports. You can also give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We are going to get back to your calls in just moments. 888-SAY-ESPN 888 729 we were asking you on Greenie just moments ago for your hot take coming off of week 16 in the NFL. Make sure you bring it. We want these takes to be hot, Brayden. You can't just call us with questions. You got to give us something <laughs> yeah, hot. Brayden yes. said earlier that Tom Brady is not the whoa, greatest whoa, quarterback whoa, whoa, and, in whoa, fact, whoa. highly whoa. overrated. That is how you hot take.
2: You know Amber said Tom Brady was scared of the Dolphins <laughs> Bills and Jets so he left. He ran away. He ran away from the AFC East. Like, first of all, before we get before we go any further, can I just have you do all the announcements of like when me and my wife go to dinner and like they're like party of 2 for Gall, Can I just have your announcement be like G-A-L-L. G-A-L-L. I, just, I want you to be there to do all of that for <laughs> us for the rest of my marriage. Thank you, uh Amber. Now, I listen. You said Tom Brady was scared of the AFC East, so he ran to the other worst division in football so that he could prolong his career. Right. Not quite
0: what I said, but I (laughs) did say it has worked out quite splendidly for Brady, (laughs) who spent 20 years in a terrible trash division that now all of a sudden is a good division in football, and he ran away to another terrible trash division that that he's sitting on the top of at sub 500 which for is now. just the most brady thing of brady things. All
2: right, let me ask you is this a, is this the hot take then? I'll try to I'll try to lay one out there and you can we'll try this is for the audience here ESPN Nation, you guys need to come together, give us the hot takes, okay? If I were to say that Tom Brady is among the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And that if you think he's the greatest quarterback of all time, I'm totally fine with that. But that there are also other elite players over 100 years of NFL football that I would put in the same category. Is that a hot take? Or is that just like how we should look at different generations of football?
0: I think that's just how we should look at different generations. Okay. I, You know, typically people live in the generation that they grew up with, right? And I mean, that's certainly what we do when we talk about pitting the best, you know, against one another. And so I think that everyone's a bit of a prisoner in the moment in that regard. Right now, we're watching it play out in real time with Brady. But I don't have a problem with wanting to throw in some of the greats of the past into the conversation. You can't do it in terms of Super Bowls, but you can do it. Right. Otherwise, when you consider where they're playing, when they're playing, what the metrics would look like based on the generation. So I don't think that's such a hot take. I would put Brady at the top for me, even though, again, uh, easy street. He ran away from the <laughs> AFC East. Speaking of the AFC East.
2: Scared. Tom Brady's scared.
0: Speaking of, uh, my <laughs> Miami Dolphins, uh tragic loss on Christmas to the Green Bay Packers. Packers beat them 26 to 20. I want to get into the Packers side, though, of this conversation first because Green Bay is still alive which is shocking to everyone considering how things were going for this team the majority of this season now they are a streak and they are sitting at that 10th seed in the NFC still very much alive in the playoff race with that win now over the Finns they're currently one game behind the Commanders for that final playoff spot if the Packers win out and the Commanders lose just once then Green Bay will earn a postseason berth right now the Packers have the Vikings and the Lions left on their schedule, Green Bay trending the right direction, Braden.
2: Yeah, and and listen, I thought Miami was the better team for most of that game. They had the big lead early in the first half. They outgained Green Bay by almost two to one in terms of yards per play. Eight point four yards per play, four point nine. Green Bay was two of fourteen on third downs. They they sort of got lucky to some degree in that win because Tua made a pretty bad throw on the final drive, and Green Bay capitalized. But they are getting healthy on defense. Devondre Campbell, they're all pro. Middle linebacker made a big play yesterday against Tua in the fourth quarter. He's back on the field healthy. And I think more importantly, the offensive weapons, two rookie receivers in Romeo Dobbs and and Christian Watson, along with an offensive line that was banged up and, and just sort of this new world that Aaron Rodgers was a part of without Devontae Adams. And I think learning how to be a different offense took a lot of time. Some of that was on Rodgers. He was missing throws. Through the whole first half of the season, there was just a lot of dysfunction. And now you're starting to see the offense, it's starting to feel a little bit more in rhythm. The defense is getting a little healthier. The receivers are maturing. There, There is a little bit more there there. And if they were to win two straight games and get into the playoffs, I, I'm willing to bet you that most teams would not want to see across the field... A, a five or six straight win Aaron Rodgers walking onto that field in the playoffs. I, I'm not suggesting they go on a Super Bowl run. That would be a hot take, right? Green Bay's going to the Super Bowl. That's a hot take. I, I think if they get in somehow, some way, which I still think is a long shot, they got to play Minnesota this week, I that that is not a team you want to see on the other side of the field in a, play, a first-round playoff game. Hall of Fame quarterback, five straight wins, that's dangerous. That's dangerous.
0: It does feel like Aaron Rodgers likes his back up against the wall, right? Like Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. likes, you know. Now we can question him and you know conference championships and Aaron Rodgers in the postseason, but it feels like Aaron Rodgers shows up for the biggest moments. Like maybe he's just bored with it all in the first half of the season, and so he's decided to really come alive here down the stretch. I still don't think it's I I don't think it's easy. Like if I had, if I was a betting kind of woman, Braden and I had to put my <laughs> money on it, I think I would still bet against the Packers yeah, making I the agree. postseason. They could lose to the Vikings. Vikings or frankly even the Lions. I mean, I could see them losing either of those games. The Commanders would have to lose to either the Browns or the Cowboys. Now, that's certain believable, believable that that could happen, but in other words, they don't control their own destiny. They need a little help from their friends there in D.C., and so it doesn't feel like they're in the best position to make a postseason, but they are trending the right direction, and I do think even if they don't make the postseason, frankly, it alleviates some of what the conversation otherwise would have been here for the Packers because because it did feel like a dumpster fire for part of the season, and it felt like trading away Devonte Adams was going to be the worst decision ever. Allowing him essentially to leave was going to be the worst decision there, because the weapons just weren't ready. Now we're seeing some of the development of those weapons in Watson and Dobbs, and of course, Lazard is there as well. And so you're finally starting to see some of that chemistry build. Aaron Rodgers, he is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. He was. Asked about the Packers' playoff chances. Still, they're alive. Aaron, how do you, uh, how
1: do you like this team's playoff chances right now? Definitely better than uh, three weeks ago. Four, I guess, because the bye. Mike, yeah, what do you think? Pretty good. Yeah. Getting better. A lot of things happen our way.
0: <laughs> now, you're a Packers fan, right? And Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is just, I mean, he is just, he, to Whoa. me, he is. Um, <laughs> Be, he's become a bit frustrating uh, for me to discuss over the last couple he's of years. He's an acquired
2: taste. How about uh, there that? you <laughs> go.
0: Um, and my taste apparently has soured over the last couple of years when it comes uh. to Aaron Rodgers. And I have no <laughs> doubt that we're going to head into an offseason this season. And we're all going to be talking about like whether Aaron Rodgers is going to retire or whether he even wants to be with the Packers and blah, 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 yada, yada. I do think that conversation gets a little bit easier coming off of this streak since the bye.
2: It's funny. He was asked in a, in a coming off the field uh, about, I think it was last week's game. Again, he's asked coming off the field, like, hey, you got to win three straight probably to get in and da-da-da-da. And somebody asked him, uh, you know, all three of these teams with winning records. And his first comment was, well, technically, uh, the Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. They don't have a winning record. And it's <laughs> like my six-year-old, you know, my six-year-old has to correct me on every uh, single thing that I say because right. she's the smartest person in the world. And God bless her. She is wonderfully smart. But, like, I, I say something... And it's just a, a little bit off, you know? You're in the kitchen, and you say something. And she's like, well, actually, technically, Dad, it was this and this and this. And she's like correcting me. I'm like, okay, honey. You don't have to correct everyone. That's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just likes to kind of needle people, make them feel a little uncomfortable, make them feel a little off, be, be this dry sense of humor. It works when you're winning games. It works, and it's entertaining, and it's funny when you're 3-0. and It works when you're in the playoffs. It works when you're 13-3. and it doesn't work when you're four and seven and four and eight. And so that's – again, Aaron Rodgers has also gotten healthy. Let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. The thumb injury and the the stuff that happened with the Eagles in that game, he's even getting healthier. So it is a dangerous team. I, I'm with you. I, I would not bet on them making the playoffs, but if they do, and they're nine and eight and they've won five straight with Rodgers at quarterback comfortable in that offense – That is a dangerous first-round matchup for Minnesota, San Francisco, you name it. That's a dangerous matchup, although the Niners do seem to have Roger's number, Kyle Shanahan, when it comes to the playoffs.
0: Oh, the Niners right now seem to have everyone's number, uh, no matter who's under center for that team. Be a part of Barton Hahn Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us. 888-ESPN 3776 ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. It is not college football though that we're talking about today on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We are asking for your phone calls on the NFL. You're hot takes coming out of week 16 here in the NFL. We will get to your calls in just about 30 seconds after Braden tells you about Vivid Seats.
2: Those football playoffs are right around the corner and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, 10, you get the 11th free download the app or visit vividseats.com today vivid seats life happens live receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased excluding taxes fees and processing costs see vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions
0: amber wilson and Braden gall filling in here on barton hahn we appreciate the phone line lighting up. Lots of hot takes here coming out of Week 16 in the NFL. Let's get to it. Triple say ESPN. That is where we find Ethan. Ethan is in Utah. Ethan, what do you have for us? Thanks for the call.
2: Hi. Um, I just want to say, based on how, based on where their division is and how the playoffs are probably going to line up, the Carolina Panthers are going to not only make their division, but surprise Dallas with an upset in the playoffs.
0: Oh, I, I can't awesome. believe we're talking. I mean, that is a hot take. I can't believe we're talking about the Panthers, frankly, still being alive. I mean, I don't like who's their quarterback right now? What, where are they? What's, who's their coach? <laughs> uh, the Panthers need to beat the Bucks next week to stay alive in that NFC South race. Carolina holds the head to head over Tampa. They would hold a three way tiebreaker based on beating, um, against, uh, on being unbeaten against the Bucks and the Saints. They've got the Bucks and the Saints coming yeah. up. I mean, technically. The Carolina Panthers are still alive.
2: 571 yards of offense, 321 yards rushing. (laughs) It would be the most Jared Jones-Dallas Cowboys thing in the history of the NFL. Oh, goodness. Blow it up. up For like a 12-win Cowboys team.
0: (laughs) That is just amazing. To a
2: 7-win Carolina Panthers team because Carolina runs the ball 400 times in that game. That would be... Ethan... Congratulations! That's the that's that's exactly what we're looking for. I mean, here, it's
0: ladies. not totally outlandish that run defense for for Dallas has had problems all season long. I mean, the pass rush apparently has problems now uh, with the Cowboys against that Eagles O line. A uh, strange defense issues there uh, for Dallas, even though, of course, a good Dallas team. Uh, Justin is in Connecticut. Justin, what do you have for us,
2: guys? A lifelong Raider fan. I don't want this to happen, but it's a hot take um Raiders move from Carr next year and uh Brady moves from the Buccaneers and reunited with Josh McDaniels and may win the Super Bowl.
0: I, I we're going to wow. do this forever this Brady to the to the Raiders thing. I feel like if Brady to the Raiders was going to happen and we heard that apparently it almost happened. Uh, those rumors are out there. Uh then uh, I think it would have happened. Frankly, I don't see I don't see him moving on to that team. Like if I'm Tom Brady, Here's Don't you want to be in a win now easy street situation at 45 here, here, years old?
2: You you talk about him being we joke what tongue in know? cheek of course about him being scared of the AFC East and now playing in the worst division in 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 maybe all of football. How about this? I got I got a Brady hot take for you. Tennessee for Titans. His best buddy's the head coach. His best friend Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. the head coach. Really good defense. Good running game. Easy division. More believable
0: to me than him wanting to sit and deal with that Chiefs team or even the trajectory of that Chargers team. The Titans right now, because the Titans also in a position where they look like the window is still there with Derrick Henry. And so the lack of weapons is concerning, though.
2: And they have to move on from Tannehill probably this off season. He's due like $58 yes, million. He's probably, probably going to get cut or traded. Carr, I don't know. He's still like kind of good-ish. <laughs> Ish. I, I just think if we're going to be conspiracy theory here, Brady and Vrabel reuniting? In Nashville, not crazy. Not crazy.
0: Maybe not the craziest thing uh, that you've ever said. I don't see any of it happening. Uh, if yeah. I'm Brady, I'm probably riding off to the sunset and taking that 100 milli uh, and doing television. Uh, but I'm built different, maybe, than Tom Brady because I still don't think I'd be out there anymore at 45 years old. Jeff is in Queens, New York. Jeff, what do you have for us?
2: I'm like you, Amber, a struggling Dolphins fan. I want to cry. It ruined my Christmas yesterday oh, watching geez. that game with people that <laughs> don't know what kind of dolphin fan I am. I dropped more I dropped more F bombs. I was asked <laughs> to leave. Uh <laughs> yesterday That's was one of the worst. worst yesterday was one of the worst games I've ever watched. It was one of the worst. Second uh the second half the two uh it was just like but the only thing I have a problem with more is Mike McDaniel's play clone. Does the guy ever run a
0: screen pass with dominating <laughs> running the ball? What's wrong with this guy? As a dolphin hater oh, oh, come on man, please do some piss but Jeff, we have been here, I mean, so many times before. I was amazed, Braden, by the reaction from Dolphins Twitter, because there were so many Dolphins fans saying this ruined my Christmas. I'm like, guys, what have we been doing the last twenty years? Like this ruined your it was this well, one this time? I mean, we're even still technically alive. If we beat the Patriots or the Jets, yeah. we'll make a postseason. Like, this ain't the worst They're from the Dolphins make, I have yes, seen. But they far. are
2: they are going to make the playoffs and he's having one of the most efficient well, seasons in NFL it. history. Calm down. Okay, like, I, they, they can they- they averaged over eight yards of play. They made, he made a bad throw on the final drive. That, that, I'm not suggesting the play calling wasn't questionable or he made some bad decisions. I mean, there's all that to be said. He's thrown interceptions in four games this year. Four games.
0: It certainly That's wasn't it. questionable. The play calling, though, was good for the first half. Yes. And then, yes, the Packers yes. made some adjustments. And that seems to be the problem right now with this Dolphins team is these teams do end up adjusting. But also, they would have won that game had two and not thrown three picks the, <laughs> on and, the and final they, three but, possessions.
2: How did they look against the Bills this year?
0: Right. Great. No, they Both didn't case. win. Looked great. They didn't they win, won, but they, they won, even looked won. like they could play in cold weather. So, booyah, oh, that's, everybody that's up north. True. Lucas is in Fort Myers. Lucas, welcome to the show. What do you have for us?
2: What's happening? Awesome win by the Bucs, but Brady got to take over the offensive play calling. Left, which is playing <laughs> scared, and I believe Lenny is on um, playoff Lenny. is not playoff Lenny no more. He might be injured. Let White be the starter.
0: I you know I don't disagree actually with some of the criticisms there from the Bucks in terms of the play calling and the coaching brain. I feel like that staff has been getting a pass this season, frankly.
2: Oh, I, I to- well, here's the thing: if, if we were doing if we were doing this show in the summertime and you and I were talking, I would say I, I, there's offensive line people that have, players that have moved on from that team. There's some weaponry that's moved on from that team. Tom Brady's a year older, and we're not sure. Okay, all, all of a sudden he's coming back the number one person the biggest impact on that team that took place in the offseason was Bruce Arians not mm-hmm. calling and designing the plays he the, having him hands on that's why they moved him off the field right he was down there and they're like hey you can't be down here you got to get off the field get out of here and I, not having bruce arians i think is a huge deal i know he's around the team but he's not in the in the trenches calling plays and designing offenses I think that's a huge loss for that team.
0: And he mentioned there, Leonard Fournette. the running game's been rough this season for the Bucks, not helping Brady out in that regard. 20 carries yesterday for the 72 yards. No touchdowns from Fournette. Justin is in Arkansas. Justin, what's your hot take out of Week 16?
1: Brock Purdy goes from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl MVP.
2: God, what a story. I, I mean... <laughs> What a story that would be. Like, what are we even
0: talking I mean, it's unbelievable that Mr. Irrelevant is relevant, and it just makes me wonder, could Braden Gall be relevant under center for the San Francisco 49ers? (laughs) Nope. Like, this Kyle Shanahan is the best coach that's ever lived, right? I mean, what are we doing? Just anybody we can slot in there? And by the way, if you can slot anybody in there, then y'all should be very upset, 49ers fans, at Lynch, because why did you... Waste those picks to move up to get yeah. a Trey Lance because apparently you could have just put anybody in there. You could have just Probably taken the guy out. last in the draft and you'd be fine.
2: Uh, here's what I would say. Is there a better, here, this might be a hot take. Is there a better football team on the planet? Two through 53. Take, put, take the quarterback off of every team in the NFL foot two, two through 53. Is there a better football team on the planet? Well, the I think,
0: I think the question there is the Eagles, right? I mean, that I, would, they would enter the conversation.
2: I mean, I'd put the Bills and Chiefs in that. I think there are teams in the conversation, but if you put Hurts on the Niners, if you put Allen on the Niners, if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Niners, the Niners would be the overwhelming Super Bowl favorite, right?
0: Uh, I, I, well, yes, that certainly if Brock Purdy, I mean, not to take anything away from Brock Purdy, but I mean, what are we doing? Or also none of us know, and, and by none of us, I mean, everybody involved in the NFL, nobody knows how to evaluate talent coming out of college. Cause maybe that's also what we're learning from the Brock Purdy experience. Uh, you're giving us a call, triple eight, say ESPN. We're loving your phone calls. Keep them coming here on Barton Hahn Amber Wilson, and Braden Gall fill in for the guys today. Aaron is in Los Angeles. Aaron, give us your hot take from week 16.
2: After the last month of losses, this Miami fan here, Miami's not making the playoffs.
0: Oh, Aaron like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> just, like, we only got to win well, one more, buddy. While you're, uh, while you're down. <laughs> we, we've got a couple chances left. Uh, yeah, just kicking me while I'm down, uh, coming I off just, that loss. I understand where Aaron is, though, because, Brayden, you yeah. keep saying they're going to make the playoffs. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know the Miami Dolphins experience for the last couple <laughs> of decades. Like, everyone calm down. It still very easily could not happen.
2: The, the question is, who do you believe to win twice because again, you got you got a game in hand here. Like New England, okay. Uh, the Jets, uh, uh, the Titans are falling and crumbling in, into pieces. Pittsburgh, do you buy Pittsburgh? Like I'm not buying. No. I don't buy those those four teams. Like the Dolphins are so much better than those four teams that They're I. They're so like.
0: much better, but they were better than the so. Packers yesterday. And look how that went. That's true. right? That's true. They were almost as good as the Bills. Like they. <sighs> It's very, it's very frustrating what's been happening here with the Miami Dolphins. They have the Patriots. I think the Dolphins are better, way better, way better than the New England Patriots. They should win that game. If they win that game. They're in. They've got yep. the New York Jets. I think the Dolphins are better than the New York Jets. They win that game, they're in. Could easily see them losing both of those games because that's just how it goes when you're a Miami <laughs> Dolphin fan. Coming up, though, things are going to go much better here on Barton Holland. We will get back to your phone calls. Keep them a coming, A, Say ESPN, plus a quarterback with an unprecedented career trajectory. That's next. This is ESPN Radio.
1: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Bart and Han
0: still in the Christmas spirit here on Barton Hahn. Amber Wilson and Brayden Gall hanging out with him, with you. Give us a follow on Twitter at ESPN Radio, at Brayden Gall. That is him, at Amber W Sports. That is me. We're going to get back to your phone calls in just moments on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888- say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We love phone calls here on Barton Hahn. But first, I want to talk about what Dan Orlovsky said on KJM this morning, 6 to 10 a.m. every weekday here on ESPN ESPN Radio. And of course, Dan, he brought the hot take even during a holiday week here, Braden. And he said that the Broncos should move on from Russell Wilson. Okay. Now that contract is ugly for Russell Wilson, but this season's been even uglier for Russell Wilson and this Denver Broncos team. We had on Mike Tannenbaum earlier when we were hosting Greeny today, ESPN's NFL front office insider. We asked him about Orlowski's take.
1: I think that's a great idea if there was something known as a salary cap didn't exist, but uh, unfortunately, if <laughs> yeah, there is a salary cap, and unless uh, they just tear up a 10-year agreement between the
0: league and the Players Association, that simply can't happen. So, he's going to be on the team in 2023. He's going to be on the team in 2024. Um, they couldn't operate their franchise otherwise, so um, they'd have to figure out a solution, at least for the next couple of years, because
2: he has fully guaranteed money, and he will be on the Broncos.
0: Here's the thing. Maybe they should move on from Russell Wilson. Ain't going to happen, right. Braden. Ain't happening.
2: So there's a couple of things. And I know you guys out there listening have been doing a great job with the hot takes. And I and I need some help here. Amber, I need some help here. Because Russell, I cannot find another player in NFL history that has the career story arc of Russell Wilson. There are 14 players in league history that have thrown for over... Three hundred touchdown passes. There are like twenty-three players, twenty-five players in league history that have over forty thousand yards. Russell Wilson has both of those numbers, and oh by the way, a Super Bowl ring. And I cannot remember a player with that resume at age thirty-four disappearing from, from like just he's in it. He was literally worth two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick like seven months ago, eight months ago, and now he is not worthy of starting, basically. Now, I don't know if that's changed the coach, changed the coordinator, changed the system, doesn't work with the with the culture of the locker room. Like, I don't know how much of that is factored into this. But I cannot find another quarterback, it, it, certainly not in modern history, that even resembles Russell Wilson's storyline. And I don't know if it's maybe Matt Ryan, like, peaked not- with an MVP.
0: I I mean, Matt Ryan is one that, yeah, like, he had his peak. But the thing is, like, with Matt Ryan is I feel like it's been a natural decline with Matt Ryan. First of all, he's older. He's very old. (laughs) Second of all, it's it's far more understandable with kind of, like, the way things have gone with Matt Ryan, right? Like, with, with Russell Wilson, it feels like he fell off a cliff. Now obviously the change in teams, the change in an environment, uh, you know, it's certainly going to be the coaching staff who would, I think, take the fall before Russell Wilson because also not only was he apparently worth those picks just seven months ago, but he was also worth that monster contract that they handed him in the offseason when frankly, they didn't even have to. All of that looks really, really ugly for this franchise. I do wonder though if one of the things that's been overlooked here with Russell Wilson is the decline the last couple years because I was talking about it when they made this trade and it was like, like, almost hush-hush. Like, like, if you dared right. say anything negative about Russell Wilson, you know, uh, it, before this season, people would come after you. And I was never saying he wasn't good. I mean, he was still very good the last few seasons. But when you pull the numbers, now given playing through the thumb injury as well, and maybe there was other injuries, and I do wonder if this season it's more of the same. He's not always the most transparent about his health. But we did see over the last couple years here with Russell Wilson, the numbers have ticked down and so it's like he hit 30 and then things kind of started going the other direction which is not something we're accustomed to seeing i mean would like the other careers i could compare it to like the other fall-offs they never reached the russell i mean russell wilson's a future hall of famer they never reached that that level but like a cam newton or somebody like that who just seemed to you know start off hot and fought rj rg3 like started off so hot Fell off. It's just with Russ we saw him so hot for so long.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, just two years ago, twelve and 4,200 4, yards, forty touchdown passes, almost seventy percent completion percentage. That's twenty twenty. Right. That's just two years ago. That that that's still elite level football. Again, it's why he commanded such a high price. How about let me throw one out here that I, I hadn't thought about. He it, it just comes out and he's he, this this guy's got you know also one of the most unique stories in the history of of, of NFL football is Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner kind of literally comes from like a grocery store, and and like <laughs> like the, right, the like the arena league, <laughs> and he all of a sudden is running the greatest offense we've ever seen assembled in modern football, only to fall off pretty quickly. Now the difference is he comes back at thirty eight, right, and has a pretty good season later on, like four or five years later. So his his career is is, is fairly unique as well. But I I just can't see I cannot find a player, and if again if if you've got the if you've got the name out there, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 a 10-year all-pro-level, Super Bowl-caliber Hall of Fame quarterback who all of a sudden, at 34, gets traded in is, and is largely worthless.
0: And the story is still unwritten for Russell Wilson. like It That's ain't true. over yet, That's right? True. And it's not going to be over in Denver because of the reasons that you heard Mike Tannenbaum say. like That contract is far too big. They're not going to be able to move it. Who Who's taking that on right now? It, it doesn't work like that because of the salary cap in the NFL. They're not going to be able to move it, so they're stuck in Denver. I mean, honestly, you'd see a departure, I think, from Josh McDaniels before you you ever saw one with Russell Wilson frankly uh with those or not Josh McDaniels wow his time in Denver was also terrible <laughs> also a departure maybe that the Las Vegas to look into but you know what I'm saying here the Where's staff speaking of Josh McDaniels right the staff is the one that ends up taking the heat yeah. for it uh even if they only give you a season and a half to do it it's it's how it works in the NFL because of those contracts once you hand the quarterback that money and so I don't think they're moving it. I think he's going to get another opportunity to finish writing this story. Maybe, like you mentioned, Kurt Warner there, like maybe he will have some sort of resurrection here with his career. It's entirely possible that this is growing pains from his transition to Denver. That
2: That's kind of what I want to ask you. Is, is, is this just a function of all the, like, do we believe that Russell Wilson is done? Like, like from a physical skill standpoint, listen, he's taken a lot of hits, took a lot of sacks in Seattle, run, he's running around a lot, that, that sort of nouveau type of player Not a big, huge guy. Is it a permanent degradation of his talent? Or is it more about the coaching staff and the culture and the offense and the injuries and being in a new place and... Is it all the other stuff that they think in Denver they can fix?
0: I think it's then- all of it, right? Because I think yeah. also what we've learned from seeing Gino in Seattle is like, hey, maybe it was a lot more staff and system than we ever even realized, yeah. right? And so Russell Wilson was receiving all the accolades, but hey, it looks pretty good when it ain't Russell Wilson under center as well, which is a credit to that staff up there and everything that they do. And so maybe it's a combination of all of it. Now, you still have to have Russell Wilson being able to put up those numbers in order for him to put up those numbers, right? But we're seeing it yep. right now. I mean, you and I were talking about it with the San Francisco 49ers. Like, apparently, if the system's good enough, hey, you can slide Mr. Irrelevant in there and <laughs> you can win games. And I guess you can't just necessarily take Mr. Irrelevant out of San Francisco and it's going to look the same. You can't take Russell Wilson out of Seattle and and put him in a system in Denver that just doesn't seem to be clicking in that locker room. Uh, but awesome. by the way,
2: by the way, Brock Purdy, uh, Mister Irrelevant, pride of the Iowa State Cyclones, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Iowa State history. So let's let's put some respect on that man's name because he's undefeated four and quarterback. he is brock purdy
0: one of the best quarterbacks <laughs> uh, in the nfl we all saw it coming we all did espn oh, course, radio course, is presented yeah. by progressive insurance progressive offers a great price and around the clock protection when bundling home and auto it's one of those rare times when you can save money and get something great bundle today at progressive.com we have breaking news in the nfl new york you're gonna want to listen up that's next this is barton hahn on espn radio
1: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans.
0: kinds <laughs> of breaking news here on Barton Hahn. This is Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for the guys today, and it is a wild day already in the NFL. I'm going to get to you New Yorkers in a moment. Don't you worry, but there's even bigger breaking news that just came down the pipe. The Denver Broncos have tweeted out, that they have parted ways with head coach Nathaniel Hackett. We were just having the conversation about Russell Wilson, and I was just saying that it's the coaching staff that's going to take the fall there before Russell Wilson ever gets moved. orlosky had said on KJM this morning that he feels like the Denver Broncos should find a way to move on from Russell Wilson. It ain't happening because of that contract, but I said what's going to happen is something to that coaching staff, and here we have it, Braden, already. Nathaniel Hackett, he had called the loss on... Christmas to the Rams embarrassing they lost 51 to 14 uh yeah it, well it cost him his job
2: yeah uh what did you know what did you know last segment that we I all knew well know? apparently I, did I, I called know? Josh McDaniels to coach of the Broncos because
0: I was so, so apparently not enough but uh yes Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> taking the fall here because we have seen it before it's been a dumpster fire there with Hackett because you bring in a future Hall of Famer and Russell Wilson. And also, we know what it looked like in Seattle. And so, you know what it can look like. And it's just yeah. hard to imagine that the decline has been that severe in terms of like his own personal. I mean, there may be some, but Braden, like this, like some of that's got to be system.
2: Yeah. I mean, when it comes to again, we, again, yeah, a long conversation about Russell Wilson's career arc and how unique it is and how no one else can really match. 10 years of Hall of Fame quality football and then watch this. But, they, but the weird thing is about this, and I agree, I understand the move. It's obviously aggressive on the Broncos' part, but but there's so many unique tentacles to this story because they gave up so much draft capital. They gave him a huge contract, Russell Wilson. They went and hired Hackett, thinking maybe that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and then they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, so then they go to Russell Wilson as their backup plan. And, and oh, by the way... You've got players, like there's always this thing with Russell Wilson and his teammates, right? You never can put your finger on it, whether it's just him being aloof or maybe he lacks the connection with his teammates. what whatever, it's hard to explain. But you see him getting into it with like defensive players on the sideline like weeks ago with for the Broncos. And you're just kind of going like what what is this? And you probably need a very strong head coach to create a strong structure and culture. Pete Carroll has a pretty established culture, right, in Seattle, and so I, I don't. <laughs> you're going to ask a new coach to step into this now situation with Russell Wilson and that contract and try to fix it all. I, I have my doubts about that, but about that happening, even if even if it does make Russell Wilson a better player moving forward.
0: I mean, you saw Brett Ripon even get into it with the Broncos O-line uh, in this game on Christmas Day. I mean, one of the o linemen quite literally shoved Rippon because the backup quarterback apparently was getting into it I think on behalf of the quarterback room essentially on behalf of Russell Wilson part of these problems do extend beyond him and it is weird like that relationship there he was sacked six times in that game like that O-line was atrocious against the Rams and so there was frustration and obvious frustration And and you mentioned there the disconnect between Russell Wilson and it seems like some of that locker room but some of that has to come down to coaching because we didn't hear we heard a little of that noise in Seattle but we heard a lot more of that noise once he actually left like a lot of that was covered up in Seattle right, all right. those years right
2: well, it, what helps is winning a lot of football games
0: <laughs> that helps yeah that certainly helps uh, if they do start doing that it's not going to be with Nathaniel Hackett Field Yates tweeted out Hackett is just the fifth coach in NFL history to be fired before the end of his first season so not even given the full season here a real opportunity but that's the price you pay when you have have a guy with the name Russell Wilson on your roster by the way shout out to Mikey C who wrote on my screen i uh, guess oh, okay. he couldn't hack it
2: i was hoping i was hoping <laughs> you wouldn't repeat Mikey C's comments no isn't that and that's two in a row now right cuz Urban Meyer doesn't make it through so that's two years in a row we've had, nope. right? If there's only five coaches that have ever but happened But Urban before. Meyer had
0: controversies. I mean, Nathaniel well, right. Hackett is no. I mean, in fairness to Hackett, it's like it's not controversial. The biggest controversy he's had is get, getting blown out by the lowly defendant champ Rams here, 51-14. Uh, to 14. Like, that, right, that right. No, was no. the straw that broke the Campbells' back.
2: Yeah, and if we're going to start having conversations about those five guys, right, that are fired all in their first year and start talking mm-hmm. about some of the worst tenures in coaching history, like, there's, there's no comparison between Nathaniel Hackett and and an organization that sort of said this is what you have to do, mm-hmm. like right. They, we're we're spending this much capital, and I'd love to know. We may never know, or Nathaniel Hackett decides to tell everybody, like how much he was involved in the conversations with the Rogers and the Russell Wilson and the trade and like how much, how much was he okay with all of that? I'd love to know. Like we may, again, we'll probably never know, but urban Meyer is a totally different ball game. Like Hackett just is a guy that maybe wasn't right for the job. Maybe he was promoted a little too quickly. Like sometimes you're just not like, there's a lot of great coaches that had, that failed their first time. Right. And they come back and they have good, this is not the same thing as controversy off the field. And, you know, like physically assaulting your kickers, (laughs) like all the garbage that Urban Meyer went through with Jacksonville.
0: I think that they made the right decision here because something has to change in Denver. I do wonder, though, what it does to Russell Wilson in terms of like now it's another coaching change that he's going through. Like we were just talking to Tannebaum about, you know, maybe some of this is growing pains, right? I mean, he'd spent his career in one system one place and it's a lot of change well now it's going to be even more change and so if it does have something to do with just kind of like changing and russell wilson not having to deal with that for so many years in his career then i don't know how this is gonna go but they had to make some sort of change there in denver i
2: I agree with some sort of change but if you're the 300 million dollar hall of famer you should be able to make it work right no matter who, who they go get, no matter what the structure is, no matter what the strategy is moving forward, at some point you're the one with the ball in your hands on every play and you're a Hall of Famer. You're the one who has to make it work eventually.
0: Well, speaking of ball in his hands, uh, there may be a ball in, in somebody else's hands than maybe we were expecting for the New York Jets. New York, you're going to want to listen up. Some of you are going to be happy. I'm not going to agree with this decision, but there's breaking <laughs> news. We will get to that. This is Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for the guys today. Breaking news, New York, listen up.
1: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.